morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 209. We have now done as many episodes as the number of the battalion of the Canadian Expeditionary Force during the First World War. Whoa. How, how'd they do? I mean, they won, right? They're not speaking German. <laughs> They could just be bad at German. I don't know. (laughs) Speaking of countries I don't know much about during trying times, this week we're talking about The Power of One by Bryce Courtney. Uh, You can read along by going to audiblepodcast.com slash readandweep. If you go to that address and sign up for a free trial membership, you can get a free audio book of your choice, which you could waste on this, and you support our show. Uh, Also, this episode is sponsored personally by Winston who says this, quote, I hated reading it at 16, and I hate it even more now that I know the tropes used in it. So there's some, some anger from Winston. Uh, th- thanks for sponsoring, though, Winston. And if you want to for- if you want to force us to read anything of your choice, you can go to readdeskweep.com and click on the green dollar sign, and you can sponsor an episode. You can choose anything under the sun, whether it be about apartheid or any other horrible event. Uh, it could be about boxing or any other horrible sport. <laughs> It's up to you. Read-weep.com. Click on the sponsor button now. Let me introduce you to your panel for today. I'm your host. I'm Alex Falcone. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Here are some of my friends. It's a good panel today. I think you're going to like him. First up, he's at Ezra Fox on Twitter in San Francisco, California. It's Ezra Fox. Hello, Alex. I'm a kindly six foot seven German doctor. Oh, no, I'm dying by crystals. <laughs> Yeah, he had kind of a re- rep- reputation, that kid. Like, people died near him a lot. This is, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll touch on this later, but yeah, yeah. He was not a lucky guy to be around. Not he, a lucky like, charm. apartheid or no apartheid, don't be around this kid. <laughs> He's always winning, possibly because adults around him are falling like flies. Uh, the doctor was pretty great, though. Mm. He had, like, I think, uh, so he had maybe. His, his his enemies died also. Yeah. But, like, uh, I think, like, his friends died first. <laughs> <laughs> also joining us today, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Brooklyn, New York. It's Chris Smith. Hello, Alex. I'm a six foot six Georgian man. <laughs> Saved you from ass rape. And why don't you just come into my cabin and I'll make you stew and buy you ice cream and play chess with you and exclusively talk to you. And then die. <laughs> oh no, I died while saving you. <laughs> yeah. oh. Also in a cave. <laughs> yeah. Also, I like that he had tall friends. Oh, there are just so many things. <laughs> I'm glad you guys have things. Also joining us today, our special guest today, he's at Curtis underscore Cook on Twitter. In our Portland studios, it's Curtis Cook. Things could be worse. I could be a black man. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Yeah. So that was yeah. the other thing this book was about. <laughs> That's about, hey guys, apartheid sucks, but we're sure lucky we're white. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks less if you're white, which I, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, here's the thing. I guess short and like circumcised uh, and white during apartheid is still very much better than, than any other situation you could be in during apartheid. Yeah, it's bad in, in primary Nazi school, but it turns out to yeah. work pretty well later. Yeah. And I don't think he ever, like, he didn't appreciate because he was so unlucky early on. It was not a point where he was like, oh, turns out I hit the lottery here, you guys. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's find out the plot of this. There's so many things. Uh, Chris, I would love you to summarize today, since you're our resident summarizer for your freakish recall yep. and your dulcet tones. Today, summarize this book in the style of the old German doctor of music and cactuses. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> All right, can we, let's, I just want to get this out of the yeah. way before you do this. Hold on a second. Uh, Absolutal. Uh, condemn or allow? <laughs> allow. I think I like it. I don't know. Hey guys, eleven out of ten. Yeah. Condemn or allow? <laughs> he had a lot yeah. of. There are a lot of phrases. Yeah, absolutely. I I think I like absolutely more than I like eleven out of ten. Except I think you can say eleven out of ten in that accent, and I and I still smile. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe this is better than Chopin. Yeah. Yeah, Curtis. Curtis, you read the the book. Everything book. better than Chopin. Yeah, absolutely. In the uh, in the audiobook, the guy did some great voice acting, <laughs> and including his absolute eleven out of ten, uh, was pretty fun. All right, Chris, summarize the book now. Go. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, 
We have got PK, um, and PK is in South Africa, and he's a little boy. Chris, that might be a record. Three words. <laughs> I just yeah. didn't care. You three words, <laughs> and you gave up on the accent. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, PK is a young boy uh, in South Africa in uh, apartheid times, in World War II, yeah? Uh, things are not good in the country. They're, they're the Boers, yeah, who are German or Germanic, and there's the English, and there's also black people, but we're not going to talk about black people. Um, PK is five years old, and he's at Nazi boarding school. And at Nazi boarding school, everyone's mean because they are all Nazi, and he is English. The Boers, the English. Uh, they don't get together so good. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely not. So, so Zero uh, out of absolute ten. Absolutely not. No. Zero out of ten. <laughs> Negative Zero. one out of ten. PK is made to feel bad about, uh, about his little penis, uh, which is circumcised, and the Boers are not circumcised, so he's subject to uh, much ridicule, yeah? Yeah. And, uh, and then he gets on a train and goes home, yeah? And on the way home, he meets a boxer. And he decides that since this boxer was nice to him... The first person's bo- ever been nice to him. <laughs> The first person that ever is nice to him and, and only, buys him lunch. Yeah. And he's only um, a little racist. Yeah. yeah. And only a little racist. less racist. And he's impressed by the guy who's a boxing champion, or a boxing almost champion, as it were, that he's going to become a boxer, and this is his single goal in life, to be the welterweight champion of the world. Uh, so in so doing, he goes home, and he meets uh, a German doctor, yeah, who teaches music. And also shows him everything about succulent plants. <laughs> For some reason, that's maniacally important. Um, and meanwhile, while he's home, he also goes to the prison to visit Doc. Because uh, this, this German doctor, because he's German and World War II breaks out, gets into uh, goes to prison like a concentration. He gets into prison. He gets himself in a nice little prison scrape. <laughs> Yeah, and so uh, while in prison, PK uh, is visiting him, and PK meets all these people and learns how to box, and uh, then goes off to real boarding school, mm-hmm. um, and he boxes more, and he's really great at it. Yeah, unlike and, what probably uh, every other kid who's like, oh, you're a cool boxer, I want to try boxing, uh, he actually like enjoys it once people punch him in the face. Most people, yeah, I'm and, assuming, and that transition would be like... miss him, though. Well, that's true, because really he's quick. fast. But I'm assuming most quick. kids would be like, I want to try boxing. And then they get in the ring and someone punches them like, fuck boxing. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, like, so PK, like, he's, everybody, you know, everybody he meets helps him along the way. And also, he's great at school and he's great at boxing and he's pretty good at rugby. And uh, he's like this golden child, essentially. He's worshipped by the black people as this angel <laughs> who came to, like, yeah. help them out with their struggles. Uh-huh. They call him the tadpole angel. Uh-huh. And, um... Yeah, it's just weird because he's just good at everything. And then he goes to uh, fancy school uh, far away in South Africa, mm-hmm. and he's good at everything there. And he gets like into this like special club of headmasters, boys or something like that, where they're really, really good, and he's still really, really good. One of many. Hasn't, he never loses a boxing match. He's so good. He's so good. The, like, the headmasters, boys, is yet another moment where it sounds like he's about to be molested, and then he isn't. Yeah, and then he his single point of failure is that he boohoo doesn't get a Rhodes scholarship to Oxford yeah. and has to pay to go to Oxford, which he gets into. He just didn't get the Rhodes scholarship, right? Uh, like a chump. with his own money, and he refuses his rich friend's money and instead works for a year in the mines in Rhodesia. Instead of a Rhodes scholarship, he goes to Rhodesia. Get it? <laughs> And he goes and works in the mines, and he gets even stronger and better at boxing. And then at the very, very end, he beats up the grown-up version of the kid (laughs) that tormented him in Nazi boarding school when he was five years old. And he's well on his way to everything, and his life's going to be great. And what's apartheid? (laughs) Was anybody shocked that he was also great at mining? Yeah, he was also amazing at mining. He was really good at not getting blown up for most of the... Yeah. He was a natural at not getting then, blown up. And then even when he gets blown up and should have died... Yeah, he's still he, really good at living. He, he gets... He, he got a bunch of abrasions. Yeah, like, the explanation from the author was like, a couple, I should have died, and then that should have killed me. No, it's but they I just didn't. lost a bunch of skin. <laughs> yeah, I just lost a bunch of skin. It was fine. Did anyone else feel like this was like Ender's Apartheid? It was oh. Ender's Apartheid slash, uh, you know... Candidif. Wait, 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 wait. So, as are you suggesting that that whole time he was boxing the Nazi kid, it was actually an alien? 
Yeah, and the alien was actually like you know a good alien. Oh, he was killing good aliens. Yeah, he was actually killing good aliens. Also, no, right? It's like, and he was like, secretly homophobic. Has... <laughs> the the author was yes. Oh right, yes. Yeah. Oh, and the power of one is apparently the power of believing in yourself and having a plan. <laughs> Believe in yourself, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Be the ball. And also <laughs> the power the of power also of just ball. like think ahead. Use your brain. You know, yeah, don't just don't like blindly idiot. rush people with punches. Like get good at punching first and then you know, I mean duck I, and I duck. can't say I disagree with that plan. I mean no, that's a good way of like life. The power of one. The power of one guy to get into Oxford. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I mean was... that's what basically this book is building up to. But but wait, wait, I mean like don't sell him short. He did solve apartheid at the end, right? He that's did, yeah happened. he did. He did. He taught he, he taught a couple of right? black boxers math. He fixed racism. Oh yeah, he made he had all the prisoners in the prison sing their tribal songs. And then yeah. Alright, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's stop here for a second. We're doing great, but we have to start and end every show with a compliment. It's how we seem like fair and legitimate criticism. It's very important. We call, <laughs> yeah. it, call yeah. it the compliment sandwich. Today, Curtis, as the guest, you have the right to go first or last in this opening compliment. Which do you prefer? Oh, can I go last? Definitely. Chris. <laughs> yep. I want to hear what you have to say. Compliment. Okay. So my compliment is for the narrative voice here. Um, <clears throat> I don't really relate to, get along with, or tolerate children. <laughs> so... I really appreciated that this uh, narrator, instead, even at five years old, basically had the vocabulary and the voice of a tiny adult. Yeah. And so the entire thing was an adult when he was five, and when he was eight, and when he was 10, when he was 15, 16. He just had an amazing vocabulary uh-huh. and put everything in, like, his perspective was a quiet remove and intellectualized everything. Yeah. Uh, he didn't have any fun ever. Nope. And, um, yeah. <laughs> he I really, did I really masturbate in the that. bathrooms at school a lot. Yeah, but, but it was never fun. It. it was always out of yeah, guilt. It was like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm taking care of this animal need, and then I'm going to get back to my studies. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, all this jacking it, it's really getting in the way of my boxing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but will it help me succeed? <laughs> uh, First with a wang, then with a heart. <laughs> uh, uh, that's good. Uh, all right, Ez? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think we just talk about more of the construction of it, I guess. So, uh, yes, PK is good at absolutely everything. They balance it out a little bit to make it a little bit less insufferable with him having to go through a whole lot of shit. Um, like, he, like, literally, he has to eat some shit. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of shit just all around. I mean, like, he he does seem to earn a lot of his, like, awesomeness later on. You know, like, we, it's not like where it's like he's endowed with... It's not like he's Superman where he has, like, you know, he's just... From the get-go, good at everything. He's like, okay, yeah, I guess he kind of worked for it. Well, I, I mean, I, that that sort of ties into my my, my major compliment. But the too. work he always enjoys. He's like, oh, I enjoyed talking with my private teacher who decided <laughs> to teach me for free, or this other private teacher that decided to teach me for free. That happens and to be smarter than my then, teachers at school. Yeah, and they both they're both smarter than my teachers at school. So by the time I got to school, I was like four grades ahead. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but everyone he loves has died like eight times. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, everyone he loves dies. I like. I mean, I agree, I agree with you, guys, but it seems like he goes through a lot of shit, but only in the first section. Like that, <laughs> he like he gets bullied really bad in Nazi school, and then after that, everything falls at his lap, and the only thing that happens to him is he doesn't get a road scholarship. That's the first bad thing that happens to him, besides his friends yeah. constantly dying and around him. Like, but yeah. It's his fault. Yeah, his friends do die around him a lot. But, but like the fat lady in the train, he's the one who pushed her off the bed into her her permanent grave. Uh, <laughs> oh man, that was the craziest. Like. He, she, she could she, probably explain this. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, so there's a, a morbidly morbidly obese woman, uh, big who's big an alcoholic. Heady. Yeah, also alcoholic, big big heady, big heady. Yeah, and this um, is when he's like six, and his friend the boxer just won the match, and everybody mm-hmm. got really drunk. So as he's actually actually for... big heady was was, was uh, one of twins. She came out and she came out first, first with big heady, and then with big hardy. That was her <laughs> her sister. That was but dumb. Bump. <laughs> it's okay. First with the um, head, then with the heart. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. That, he says uh, that a lot. I think we should point out. <laughs> we probably should have led with that. Yeah, we should have. This joke um, makes more sense if you knew that. But yeah, so basically she's been fine living her morbidly obese like life. She's been really happy like her entire life. She knows this guy for like less than 24 hours. Yeah. Dead on the train covered in chocolate cake. Yep. Yep. Well, she so she <laughs> falls asleep drunk on this bed and he decides she, he needs to get her off the bed. So he pushes her onto the floor from where she can never leave. She's yeah, yeah. And then she, like, <laughs> eats chocolate cake, 
doesn't and she then wake dies. up? Doesn't she wake up and go into like graphic detail of all the sex she had one time? With yeah, the she. Oh yeah, girl? yeah. She does she talk does. about that. Yeah, getting beat yeah. up and having sex with a small boxer. Like, yeah, right, right. A lot. Letting with letting him beat her up. Boxer who abused her and then she loved had, him so much. Yeah, she loved him so much. Yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, maybe that's for a five year old. No, it was not a different at all. time. It was. <laughs> and <laughs> if we know, we'll learn anything from this book, it's that every adult wants to talk to PK more than other adults. They just like talking to children for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, mostly you're men. You're trapped mostly in this car. Men with troubled pasts. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, so here, I guess as I'm gonna, I'm just gonna piggyback on your compliment because I, I think that's true that he does have to go through some shit, and that makes him who he is. Uh, and it's like Ender's Game too, in that the the moral of both of these books is a little bit of bullying can kind of help a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Whatever wedges you makes you stronger. <laughs> whatever makes you eat shit, uh, eat your own feces, makes you stronger. Uh, they yeah they beat him up and it's just like the every bit of inspiration for his entire life is from one year of being bullied as a five year old in school. That was an intense year though. The descriptions yeah, right? of the thi- like that yeah. doesn't make any sense. Like that was By part of Nazi the book kids. I couldn't like because it was we like tortured you for hours every day after school. And yeah, you'd cared. think they'd get bored of torturing him. Yeah, that that's or or that a teacher would notice <laughs> anything <like> that. <laughs> I like there's maybe like a parallel book out there told from the perspective of the judge where he wants to be like the torturing champion of the world. <laughs> and like this he was met the a guy on the train he went through. Yeah, he met a guy on a train yeah. who just told him like I'm great at torturing. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he was like first with the nipple clamps, <laughs> then with the balls. <laughs> yeah. And then eventually he becomes a diamond driller in Rhodesia. Yeah. And unbeknownst to him, his, well, his favorite we... torture subject from childhood is his partner. Yeah, and they the like and 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 then and then his former torture partner beats him up maybe too much. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe too Did much. you get that maybe feeling like him. maybe that was a little too much? Like he beats him up like feels like he's near death and then takes a knife and cuts off his part of his arm to carve in his initials. Yeah, carves, carves his, initials his initials in the guy's in the guy's hand Nazi the uni- carves the union jack over his symbol of peace and racial identity. <laughs> um, well, I, I, actually, I, I, like in the in the judge's version of it, also, I mean, like he's like, "Wow, this is so great! I was such a good torturer that the kid who I tortured became an even better torturer." The student like, has really, become the master. The has the master. <laughs> he feels like really proud. Yeah, the judge is like, "Good job, buddy!" But it's just like job, it's cup. just so perfect. Like the torture that they gave him was like holding your arms out for a long time, which. Which Perf- is hard. Yeah, and can you imagine yeah. being a hairstylist? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the biggest problem with being a hairstylist, Chris. I think it's making conversation with people. Oh, I do hate talking to people. Uh, it's so <laughs> when they're tra- you're trapped in the chair, and it's gonna be like, "What do you do for a living? Are you having a good day? Do you want How me about to s- that haircut? Do you want me to level <laughs> off your sideburns every fucking time? That's all they've got. Yeah, that would that's, be hard. May- hey, maybe Portland needs another sport team. You know, maybe maybe you so guys need baseball. So we have something to talk about with the stylist. Yeah, maybe that's the issue. I don't know if hairstylist. And, anyway, let's move on. Uh, Curtis, <laughs> that makes it your turn. You can't put it off any longer. What is your major compliment? I really liked how uh, this book did a really excellent job of showing that, like, even when the Holocaust and apartheid in World War II is happening, a little boy could be sad that his chicken died. <laughs> <laughs> like, I never thought of the white experience being so hard. It is. It's intense. Uh, he really loved that chicken. <laughs> it was his only friend. <laughs> yeah, in his defense, it was the only thing that ever been nice to him. Super smart chicken. Curtis, were were you sad when the about, chi- about the, chicken when the chicken dying? No, I didn't feel anything. Because it's a chicken. I was a little sad. I, I was I, sad for the chicken. You that Grandpa Chook. I, I took Grandpa it. Chook's death harder than I took uh, the the fat lady covered in cake. Oh, well, oh yeah, yeah, we never really knew her. Cake. That was like a weird like spawn situation. I can t- we can we can we rank the deaths? I guess in terms of what 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 were you most shook up about? Uh, yeah, sir. Sure, sure, let's do that. It's a great idea. So I think. I mean, I guess... So, let's list who dies first. Okay. Right, so, there's Grandpa Chuck. Grandpa Chuck, the chicken that is there's... too smart to be a chicken. Because just like the child, the narrator wrote the chicken as an adult human. <laughs> yeah, basically. The chicken would be, like, very clever and understand English, apparently. It would kiss him awake and uh, could shit into the mouth of a Nazi on command. Um, yeah. So, he dies. Do all these things that birds can't possibly do. Grandpa Chuck. 
Uh, yeah. Oh, do we do we mention Nanny yet? No, I just started. Oh yeah, his nanny. Yeah, his, yeah. His, mm-hmm. oh his nanny died. Yeah, after she got fired. Uh, fat lady <laughs> with cake. Doc eventually in the crystal cave. Um, the miner who died from exhaustion from saving the guy's life too hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, exhaustion and like a severed finger and bleeding out. I think it was the issue. I guess a severed finger could do it eventually. If you bleed out, if you don't realize your finger is severed, and you're just like, not to that's die, got a severed finger, and like, don't care. I guess eventually, that would take so long. I would have rather PK had a good heart. just died. You, you'd rather what? If PK would have just died there, I think it would have been a better book. That would have been an interesting... <laughs> and then I died. <laughs> the, First person. The power of one is kind of limited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be, don't become a minor. That's yeah. like, that's not the right response to... to yeah, well, the whole section where he went into mining was so strange. Like we, That was really strange. It was a big jump. There's a description in the back of the book about the author's life, and it's just PK's life. I'm shocked. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so surprised. Was he a boxer? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't say he was a boxer. It says he was a miner and that he was also the best at everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Working in the coal mine, going down, down, down. Working in the coal mine, a bottle stick phone. Working in the coal mine, going down, down, down. Working in the coal mine, a bottle stick phone. Five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> All right, so let's get into our let's get into our, our anchor segment, our hate segment today. No, actually, you know what, you guys? Uh, hate just doesn't make sense anymore uh, in this world. PK has taught me anything. He, and it's to acknowledge our differences and then to celebrate smart white people. So instead of hates, let's let's love children. Only or white ones. Yeah, can we, can I can't see this going wrong. <laughs> can, love children. Can I start my hate by just talking about the weird Nambla? Uh, yes, please. That's first on my is. list. So uh, basically, there's this wonderful quote. That is, uh, sorry, uh, somebody else says, not PK, but the love between a man and a boy is something to be treasured. <laughs> and that seems to be an undertone between this. So he meets this man boxer who buys this little kid all this stuff and is like, hey, come into my train car. Close the door. It's fine. We'll be buddies. Yeah. And like, let's change our clothes together. And then yeah, lots he also of meets Doc, a, an Austrian like weird doctor who's like, yeah, I'll teach you about plants and stuff. But wait, first, let's go sun ourselves naked on this rock out alone. Yeah. I don't think that'll happen. I mean, in his defense, then, he is a doctor, Chris. Yeah, that's true. And then the headmaster of the, the fancy school he's at is like, you know, oh, I want you to be one of my special select boys. Yeah. And like be part of that. And there's I, this weird like kind of Plato's, you know, uh, Plato Aristotle thing going on there. And then, uh, and then later, is that the what lines, Plato and Aristotle right? did together? Well, they sat and talked about academic subjects. And, I'm sure, and uh, they did shower together. Chris, I, no, okay, I here's the thing. I think you're taking this a little far. I agree with you that it was creepy, and there were several things that Doc said about like how our love is inseparable. Uh, that's yeah. creepy to me. I, even if you get like, even if we get rid of the slight molestery undertone to all of this, it's still yeah. weird that he has no child friends, and every adult he meets falls madly in love with him. Like, like, they... Okay, and I understand when he gets out of the relationship with the adult, they're smart, they teach him things, but what are these adults getting out of only talking to an eight-year-old? Well, apparently... Uh, Yeah, because he is the one. He, like, talks the first chapter, there's, like, a page about how great he thinks his penis is. Oh. How special and beautiful it is. The Moors don't think it's beautiful. Well, what do they know? Moors? (laughs) Boars. Boars. Oh, Boars. Sorry. Uh, I thought you said more. I did say Moors. I don't know anything. (sighs) That's a very different situation, brother. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Sorry, the Boars. Okay, here's the thing. I was going to save this for something else, but I don't know how. I feel like I can't say any word that happened in this book because it might be a horrible racial slur. Oh, yeah. No, Boar is fine. Okay, are you sure? Yeah, if you make yeah. fun of white South Africans, no one's going to be mad at you. They're bad people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a good point. No, yeah, but like, yeah, but, so there was the but, chicken was a kind of chicken that I'm not going to say because apparently that was like, uh, like its plumage was not white. Right. So apparently <laughs> they were calling it like the N-word chicken. And I was so upset because I liked this chicken and I had no idea. And then, so now I'm just afraid of any word that they say in this book. I'm afraid of boar. I'm afraid, like, I can't say boxer or cream bun or anything. Like, they might be... Oh, they did lick a lot of cream buns. They licked a lot of cream buns. These, I don't know, they're just... They made that cream oh. bun good as new. I'm assuming every adjective is racist. That's my only... I'm just so afraid to talk. What's a cream bun like you know about racism? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, cream bun? <laughs> Alex, your, your nickname is definitely cream bun. I'll take it. Wait, we can take it back. 
I'll take we, we can call each other king buns. <laughs> well, so maybe he's got a beautiful penis. Uh, <laughs> what other hates do you guys have besides uh, besides uh, adults falling in love with children? The, the whole thing. <laughs> okay, how do you mean, Curtis? What do you mean the whole thing? Yeah, like, tell me, Curtis. I feel... Uh, I don't know. See, I don't know if I can say this because it's going to sound awful. Uh, oh, this is audio. I should say for everyone listening... I am not white. Uh, <laughs> so, like, the entire time I'm reading this book, it's this white boy who's better at everything than anyone. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, like, the black characters that he likes are like, oh, yeah, my nanny who I let sleep at the end of my bed on the floor. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, this other major black character who's amoral and unethical and a career criminal and eventually will be sodomized to death. He was cool, though. But he was a <laughs> great boxing black- conductor. Yeah. And, then, and all the faceless black people worship him as a white yeah, yeah. And they were just called the people. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole time, like, you know that there's a genocide happening and apartheid happening, and I don't care that he got pissed on. Like, none of his struggle matters to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, chapter 14 comes and he's like, oh, and that's how I learned racism was wrong. And I'm like, fuck, I don't <laughs> care. Here's a cookie. Congratulations. <laughs> a lot of us knew that for a while. And then he just, just licks suckers with a bunch of men all book. Yeah. Uh, if you if guys if you want just like twenty hours of racism filtered through like a lens of like small white privilege and some pretty exciting you. boxing descriptions, I, I will give him that. There was some good boxing descriptions. <laughs> I here's something I hate about this is that they he made like all the boxing matches I got kind of into at least on the audiobook. It was yeah. well described. It was pretty exciting, and uh, I don't like boxing, especially among like eight year olds. Like when he's talking about like. <sighs> I punched him in the heart until it looked like he was going to pass out. Like, yeah, me. That kid's eight. Like, he might die. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you want someone to get punched instead? Uh, in the arm until you get a dead arm. <laughs> Actually, that's a great tactic. Just like this guy. <laughs> you can dead arm this guy. Yeah. And he can't fight back. <laughs> he can't fight back. It's, it's all about footwork and dead arm. That's the key to boxing. <laughs> you don't like it, you can suck my. This ad was neither required nor approved by read-weep.com slash Amazon. Amazon, you've only got yourself to blame. Meanwhile, in apartheid South Africa. Oh no, I'm trapped in this mine cave-in. I'm so alone and sad. PK, the ones you love never really leave you. Absolutely. Doc, but you're dead in a cave becoming a crystal. Yeah, this is true. 11 out of 10, PK. But that doesn't mean we can't have a good time. And look, it's Hill Pete. But you were killed in a really terrible way for being my friend. How can you be here? Because you are very special, PK. Look, I even brought minor character Big Hetty and your doomed chicken, Grandpa Chuck. Top of the morning, PK. (laughs) I died the day after I met you. (laughs) Well, it is great to see you all. Wait, are you trying to tell me something? Like what, PK? That everyone you make friends with dies a horrible death? Uh, that's, that's not true. What about Rasputin, the Russian miner? Oh, sorry I'm late, friends. I was just busy bleeding to death to save PK. Oh, I guess you're right. Sorry, guys. Oh, it's okay, PK. It's too late for us. But please, stop making likable friends with accents. They'll just die, yeah? Then how will I keep my spirits up while I'm becoming the filterweight champion of the world? Just buy a book from read-weep.com slash Amazon. It supports your favorite podcast, and no one lovable will die in the process. We already got to All My Friends Are Dead by Avery Monson and Jory John. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Oi, is that you, PK? Hoppy Grunewald, my beloved mentor. You're not dead yet. Keep that up and I will be. <laughs> no, seriously, I need to go. Go to read-weep.com slash Amazon. And if everyone you love dies, it's probably your fault. Hey, really quick, you guys. I want to ask you a. Co- I want to ask you a question. Uh, I want to play. This is. There are a lot of sort of rich seeming characters in this book, not financially necessarily, but like uh, they have funny accents. I guess is my point. And uh, so I'd like to play a quick. No retreat, no surrender. With this, okay. it's harder because everyone dies. But so no retreat, no surrender is this game we play where, we, where there's minor characters that are more interesting than the main character, and we want to follow. We like we wish we could read the rest of the book of their lives instead of this guy. Um, so what is somebody you'd rather? What's somebody you'd rather have read the whole book about? 
all of them. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, not all of them because like like Grandpa Chuck dies too early. I don't want to read a book about. It. I don't consider. I that want his backstory. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want an egg grows in Brooklyn? <laughs> I would love to. I would love to see actually more background information, like his side of this story about like yeah. how I'm a brilliant chicken and I always hang out with this idiot kid while he's getting yeah. beaten up. Okay, chapter one. <laughs> well, I, I'd probably read it. I don't want the audiobook. That sounds annoying. <laughs> um, I would also like uh, the the Bornsteins. Um, so, uh, not the Bornstein Bears, but the, the <laughs> his his instructor. Good, good uh, clarification, Chris. At, at the homeschool, who's like you know, kind of like a little bit of a hot teacher, and her dad, and her dad fle- uh, fled from I think Germany or Austria, and like was a tailor and was like really well respected and, and all a this great stuff. chess and they player. Both play a lot of chess. Yeah, and they both seem like smart and interesting, and way more interesting than the town they live in. And the kid and so, falls in love with her because she's hot. Yeah, <laughs> but nothing ever comes of it. Fortunately. Because she's getting it on with other people. Yeah? Maybe. One can only know. know. One can, she deserves right. it. <laughs> Who else would you want to hear more about? Um, I take the medicine man also, uh, in Cozy and Kosasi. Yeah. And, and he, he's cool because he was like, he actually was able to use magic to cure bedwetting, but did not yeah. seem to believe in magic. He was kind of like, this is bullshit. Just between you and me, kid, I don't actually do this. Just stop, stop peeing. The end. <laughs> yeah, just like no, yeah. no. <laughs> Here's a chicken. Yeah, he had. He's like the chicken t- trick is just a trick to make people think I'm magic. Like he was like a magician, <laughs> not not a wizard. It was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. It was it was Penn and Teller. Yeah, yeah. With and not Snape. I'm trying to think <laughs> of an Snape, the axe, the only magician you know <laughs> was real. Snape. <laughs> it does seem like. Uh, uh, some like it doesn't seem like he would be a Slytherin. He seems like hop, uh, not hobby. Uh, um, and cozy seems it, like he would probably be Hufflepuff or something. He seems yeah, harmless. The one that nobody knows anything about. Yeah, he seems like likable, but not gonna win. <laughs> you know, perennial third. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. He, I think he's Ravenclaw to me because he like he actually fooled people. You know. Oh. Like a Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff does not know what's going on uh, enough to like ever fool someone, you know? Uh, He'd be like, oh my god, I made this chicken fall asleep. I'm magic. That's what a Hufflepuff would say. <laughs> I would also read uh, a book about uh, uh, his his uh, scam artist friend. What, hmm. what was the name? Jaime. Jaime. Uh, yeah, him and Jaime, like, they were a fun team where it was like, I yeah. win everything. You're good at taking bets. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's that's very like Ender and Bean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of those really weird parts where just why were all the Jewish people exactly how you would expect someone in the 40s to write a Jewish person? Uh, yeah. Like one of them was, He's really good at money, and then this other Jew is really good at chess and intellectual things. And all these Irish and, people are drunk, and this is... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, to, to be fair, it's not an Irish stereotype that you will die on a train like eating cake. You can't get up. <laughs> you, that's, that's, because that's, that's you're stuck in too fat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is not an Irish stereotype or any person's stereotype. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, there is no there's no there's no ethnicity that's more prone to dying of fatness and cake. He says maybe American. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. that's the American stereotype. <laughs> Americans who have a birthday. <laughs> Way increases your chance of dying covered in cake on a train. It's like, congratulations, Amtrak gives you a free train ride on your birthday. I guess dying on a train is not very American. That's more of like a European stereotype. Mm, that's, that's right. Terrible. Yeah, it's, there's no one. There's no one this will happen this, to. So that's a good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yikes. I. Um, but I did like. I did like though. I. Li- I mean, I like gambling. Kid. I like kids making money off other kids. I like that. I think that's fun. I like. A, I like a kid who knows how to make book. That's. I think that's great. Um, oh, I know, actually. So, we talked about this, but Big Hetty, who dies on the train, I think her ghost will go into the train, and I'd love to follow her, like, train spirit. She's gonna haunt the train? What's her, what's her unfinished Hedy... business? Those cake crumbs? <laughs> <laughs> Big Hetty the train. I don't know, I think that's a great, it's a great train name, right? Uh, so, so is your, when you watch, uh... When you watch Thomas the Tank Engine, is your reading that there's just people who died on this train and then haunt it? <laughs> Thomas got stuck in the train from a cake. He died. And then now he haunts it. It's the personality of the train. 
That's how trains work, guys. It's a much guys. darker version of Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, no, I think it's like a life after death that you get, you know? Like, he is reborn into a train. It's not a bad life, I don't know. Being... I'd also like, yeah, it's just born-again Christians who only believe that people, after they die, become trains. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have a one change? Is there anything, like, you could do... So one change is another game we play a lot, which is, what is one thing you could fix? Like, if you changed one small thing that would make the whole book better. What would that be? Yes. Like if you can make okay. one small okay. change. Go. I, got, I got one too. Go ahead, Ez. Uh, his penis is like 18 inches long. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't fit in any shorts. It just drags along the ground the entire time. And everyone's just like kind of awkward about it. So they're oh, like so a Buck 65 song about being a centaur. <laughs> As a kid, he gets beaten up for being, uh, being circumcised, but gigantic. Yeah, right. Like And like it's, most of his power just comes from like Accidentally like, knocking people out with his penis. He, like, that's most of his boxing prowess. <laughs> no hitting below the belt or with your below the belt. <laughs> he just turns around and everything happens. Yeah, it's just the penis is really the magical part about this. <laughs> it's prehensile? What you... <laughs> yeah, it does everything for it's him. It's doing all right? of his it homework. Pl- that's how he's smuggling it stuff. Into... It, it carefully gathers cactus samples. <laughs> Whoa! Wow. I I just uh, man, your one change is pretty significant. You only you get one. It can be whatever you want. Yeah. That's true. That is Mine is just gonna be. I wish. Yeah, my, I just wish that PK lost his first boxing match and got off his high fucking. Horse. <laughs> that way he showed a little humility every once in a while. But God, a prehensile penis. That's your homework for you. I can't. I can't compete. It might be hard no. to top that. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. But it's important that he's unaware that this is what's actually like. This is a secret to his powers. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he doesn't know it the yeah, whole yeah. time. Yeah, this but it's actually the penis. This really, you know, you said this earlier, as but this really is the way you live your podcast life. First with the wang, <laughs> then with the heart. <laughs> that if you had one comedy insight, that would be <laughs> first with the wang, then yeah. with the heart. My, my one comedy insight: Hey, penises, kind of funny. totally funny. Wangs, hilarious. Uh, I would Anyone like else? Curtis. Do you have a one change? I'll, I'll I'll do mine. You get one more second to think. Okay. I would like if instead of if I just wish Prisoner of War Grandpa Chuck Chicken had not been killed, and he was still friends with it his whole adult life. <laughs> so the whole rest of it, everyone is like the people are there to worship him for his boxing prowess, but then secretly when they leave, they're like, "What is with that chicken?" What the fuck is yeah. with the chicken, you guys? <laughs> that really old chicken. <laughs> he has these great. He has this great meeting with the people of Oxford. Oxford. He, uh, he, he has the meeting with the Oxford people, and they're like, "Okay, so eleven out of ten on math, on reading, uh, on on music, on boxing. What the fuck is with the chicken?" Alex, can we combine? <laughs> can we combine hours where the chicken just perches on his like eighteen-inch penis the entire time? <laughs> No, 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 we cannot. I know it's strong enough to handle the talons because it handled the cactus samples. And then it's in your world, it's like thick and scaly or something. Like, but it's a lizard, it's a lizard penis. Yeah, callous lizard penis. I think it's, I think my idea is cuter, Ezra. What would you change, Curtis? What if you had to change one thing? One thing uh, that just makes the whole book good. I would have liked. Everything just stayed the exact same, but mm-hmm. then in the last bit, he gets the shit kicked out of him by the judge still. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> judge, judge is still your master. You're not actually he as good as you think you are, dude. Everything he's ever thought has been done, and then he gets his, like, he gets another chicken, and the judge kills that too. <laughs> the judge is beating him up in this drunken bar fight uh, with these two miners, and then he's like, stay here for a second, and he leaves, and he comes back with the chicken and just slowly strangles it to death. <laughs> In front, in front of PK. That's all it is. He just he thinks PK loves all yeah. chickens. He thinks PK is just a vegetarian. I I would like. Um, I mean, there's there's some concern that for the first part that Hitler was actually going to come and fight him. Uh, oh, it was going to be the headmaster of the school. Yeah, so I'd love that to happen, and we're like, like. <laughs> Europe probably also would have liked uh, Hitler to go just be the headmaster of a small, shitty private school. That would have worked <laughs> for a lot of people. It would have helped a lot of people out, actually. Uh, bad for those kids, probably. Yeah, but, definitely. Um, Good for the- but no, I, here's my here's my game plan, all right? But PK could have fought him because he was, you know, short the best. and a little bit Not at first, but later after he'd been bullied yeah. just the right amount. I have an easier yeah. plan, guys. Even easier. Mm-hmm. PK makes friends with Hitler. Hitler dies at some point. 
<laughs> Hitler does not survive the friendship. Yeah, yeah. Hitler, like, right, like, he gets, like, strangled, like, after he, like, takes a dump somewhere, and then, like, also, I guess, uh, gets, like, you know, uh, gets clubbed to death, uh, by a racist guard. I, like, I think what would happen, no, because one of the things that kept happening to people dying was it was, like, they died trying to help PK in some way, so it's, like, right. Hitler, like, goes and buys a sandwich because PK is really hungry, and, like, yeah. chokes on the sandwich to death, but it's, like, his yeah, last right. dying or, like, breath you know, is, you can have the other half. <laughs> No, he's like, he's like, hey, PK, I will help you cross the street. Bam, <laughs> by like a semi. Uh, that would have that would have helped all of Europe. That would have been good. Yeah, just need. That's what you need. All right, you need to have eighteen wheelers. Send them back in time to, uh, <laughs> to wherever Hitler was. So, he's not going to look both ways. I, he's arrogant. If I had a time machine and an eighteen wheeler and a small white kid in South Africa, I could totally make this plan work and kill Hitler. <laughs> Which of those three things is the hardest to get your hands on? <laughs> Well, apparently it's easy for any adult in South Africa to just bring a small white kid home. That seems like... That's true. Everybody Very gets trusting. And a small white kid in every car. <laughs> in every driveway. <laughs> I would also like if this whole thing was not about apartheid, but was taking place in some, like, really, really trivial rivalry. Like, at, like... At, oh. It, halfway through oh, the book, like, he realizes like that the battle... Yankees and, and Red Sox Exactly fans? right. Like, halfway through, he's like, maybe I don't hate the Red Sox fans... I just wish they were nicer to me. And that's the whole book. I think that wouldn't have even changed the book at all. Yeah, well, right, yeah. yeah like, the parts yeah. I played no role except that uh, Boars hated him. Yeah, I'm going to teach I'm gonna teach Yankees fans yeah, but basic those are, math. Those are like ethnic Dutch versus ethnic English. You're not really talking about, like, apartheid. People all look the apartheid same. Apartheid. <laughs> but what about ethnic Bostonians versus ethnic Yankees? Ethnic New Yorkers. <laughs> No, but like someone who's like who's like, hey, here's the thing. Some Bostonians are actually uh, they look like Bostonians on the outside, but they're actually Yankees on the inside. Oh yeah. And so we should be nice to those people. <laughs> they're, <No>. they're, they're <laughs> the shittiest explanation. <laughs> this black guy acts white, so it's cool. <laughs> also, what is the yeah. what is the cookie uh, analogy for Boston? It's like a Boston cream on the inside, but on the outside, it's a hard like. Uh, uh, what's a good New York cookie? Cronut? Cronut. It's a cronut with Boston cream in the middle. That's that that's how you would say the that would be the mean name for those people. And there's a page of mean and delicious like life. That would be delicious. Could you stuff a cream a, a, a cronut? Okay, from from any one they should totally do that, but I just want from any any prejudice we have from now on, like you can call someone, but it only can be like a food product, and you have to give them that food product every time you insult them with that name. So you'd have to like, I'd have to bring around a lot of, of cronuts to hate Bostonians. Exactly right, and so it's like, well, that was racist, but they did feed me, so like maybe it's a little okay. I don't know how I would take that if someone was like, "Fuck you, cream bun," and then gave me a cream bun. <laughs> you'd feel better than they just said "fuck you, cream bun" and didn't give you the cream bun, That's and true. they'd be like. I think you owe me a cream yeah, box, sir. I would be slightly more confused. I'm, this, I'll admit this plan has some flaws. <laughs> I'll give you that. Like we're depleting our strategic reserves of cream buns? <laughs> yes. Dangerously low. <laughs> if you want a treat, my cookie is vanilla. The cookie might be sweet, but my cookie is killer. My bakery is open late. You know where the goodies at. Patty cake, patty cake. Watch me shake my all right, let's do the second half of our compliment sandwich now. So we're gonna everybody's gonna say one more nice thing okay. about this book, and then you're allowed to go. Curtis, <laughs> surprise! Uh, we're gonna go in reverse order of the way we went at the beginning. So you have to go first in this compliment. Coming up with one nice thing was already super. Hard. Yeah, I know, I know. What's one? What's the one little tiny nice thing you if have you left? Can find a way to restate that first one you had made. Yeah, or you could compliment if you could restate that first one. Or if you could, or a lot of times you could just do a hate, but stage it as a compliment. Oh. Yeah, we do that all the time. Like, I love the way, and I, then I really liked that this was a twenty-three hour audiobook and a five hundred and thirty-three page book, and that sixty percent of the detail didn't matter. <laughs> it <laughs> could have been shorter. Yeah, it was like, hey, I'm a kid, I have a question, and then the grown-up answers the question, and then the story continues. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, he says at the beginning. I think it was a on the audiobook, right? There was a, oh, maybe maybe I read this. I don't remember. Anyway, I read somewhere that there was that this was his first book he'd ever written, and yeah, he, Bryce Courtney yeah, had this idea. It wasn't the audiobook. He had this yeah. idea like I want to be a good novelist, so you only your fourth novel is good. So I'm going to write three shitty novels, and my fourth one will be good, which is actually kind of a solid game plan. Yeah, 
And then yeah. instead, his first book, his first manuscript got purchased for like $10 million. <laughs> and this is what happens when people buy your first manuscript, is that sometimes it kind of sucks for 100 pages, and it needs to be shorter. Can I do... This is super nerdy, but this annoyed me throughout the whole book. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of direct address in the narrative, which makes no fucking sense at all. <laughs> like, he's like, you know what I mean? Or like, let me tell you something. And you're like, you're, you can't have your first person past tense character tell me that it's telling me a story. <laughs> And then, like, not explain how he's telling me a story. Yeah, it's true. We never find out if this is him, like, later on in his life. Yeah. Like, who, who, like it never says, and then I wrote this book about my life. It's just bar fight. I carved my initials in, like, a badass book over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. P- I like... Yes, the- then I married the hot teacher, and I had all you kids, and that's why I'm telling you this story. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I met your mother. <laughs> the power of one. <laughs> That would be pretty awesome. Uh, all right, continuing backwards. Uh, me, my minor compliment is this. Uh, you missed out on this because you read the real book, but in the audiobook, at the end of each CD, uh, oh, there was some music. They played some African music. And yeah. I like that because it's a great way to tell me. I, I, I know that I'm never going to like any audiobook that has music transitioning between the CDs. So it was a good symbol right right there. If you get through one book, you know you're not it's not going to get better because they chose to put music between the discs. I never liked that this, book. I I ha- I would have had a tough time with all these different characters had it not been for actually really good solid production on the audiobook. They they had like 12 different accents that I, I could distinguish. Yeah. Between, like the, yeah. Yeah, like yeah the, narrator did a good the job. The reader of the audiobook yeah. was awesome. I loved it. And I like, actually like, like the, seriously. The Afrikaans accent is really interesting and I don't hear it very often. Yes. But it's it sounds yes. sort of New Zealand, but there's also something that's very specific to it that is different and it's really fascinating. And so someone who could do that and switch between that and other accents really easily it was very impressive. So uh, my comment is that there's this one point in which uh, instead of like a, you know, a smooth transition between uh pk being a kid and being a teenager they just say uh puberty hit me like a lightning bolt (laughs) sex lightning kind of you know like it's weakness as as a simile is that puberty takes place over a course of time rather than instantly right but i like to imagine that it just hit pk all at once (laughs) (laughs) he was about six inches taller and then just all of a sudden had an erection and was and underarm hair just poof (laughs) just boom I, I like to think it wasn't all at once. It was in two small lightning bolts. It was like left side, right side. Left testicle descends. Right testicle descends. Not as far. It went a little zigzag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like lightning yeah. does. Yeah. Anyway, he did call it. Uh, he called it sex cool. lightning, which I thought was oh, kind yeah, of exciting. Sex lightning. Hit me. It sounds like yeah. a grease song, right? It does. It's like go sex lightning. I like when you both start singing and it's not the same melody. That's what. It was pretty close. I'll give it to us. All right. That is it for our show, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back again next week. Next week, we're going to be talking about... The Towering Inferno, the 1974 film, and The Poseidon Adventure from 1972. Uh, It's Jerry's birthday, so we're going to be watching both of those two movies. Thanks for sponsoring an episode, Jerry. And uh, those seem like fun, right? Yeah, yeah. And this is a great great gift for yourself, you know, because you deserve it. Treat yourself. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. Treat yourself. Go to readdeshweep.com, click on the green dollar sign, buy yourself a little birthday present. Have us watch some of your favorite corny movies from the 70s. Have you watched either of these before, you guys? No. no, I'm excited to like. I'm guessing like the water in the Poseidon Adventure isn't especially racist, so I'll be happy to be in that world now. <laughs> the Poseidon Adventure is the story of a god who didn't think that other gods should be discriminated against because of their. <laughs> um, so and, and thanks for sponsoring this episode, Winston. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I hope we I hope we did it yeah, proud. Thanks so much. This was a, an intimidating challenge. Uh, both because it was long, it's fucking long, uh, and also you know because it's uh, when I found out it was apartheid and it was well liked, I thought this was going to be much more dangerous. But it turns out it's not really about apartheid. That barely plays into it at all. So that yeah. it was easy Although to not. We talk can all about. agree that it's pre-post-racial. Yeah, pre-post-racial. Yes, we can agree on so that. So racial. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, thanks for sponsoring. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, you should now uh, follow at C. Walter Smith and at Ezra Fox on Twitter. Thanks for being here, you guys. 
Yeah, oh, actually, can you, um, can I plug something else? Fuck yeah. Okay, I'm helping a friend open up a falafel restaurant. If you want to follow our, uh, Twitter, it's at It's Falafel. <laughs> no, so, uh, no apostrophe, right? Just I-T-S falafel? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's Falafel. How do you spell falafel? Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're, uh, well, uh, uh, probably... F-A-L-A-F-E-L. 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 Okay, good. No doubles. F-A-L-A-E-L. Close. F falafel. No, anyway, no doubles. That's all I was asking. So, what what can people look forward to on the uh, on your falafel bar's Twitter account? What will you be so twittering about? Uh, mostly falafel. <laughs> um, we, we actually do have an upcoming parody account. It's not falafel. Be everything else. So between those two, we should be able to cover all of your Twitter. Whatever needs. you're interested in. <laughs> yeah, you either want one or the other. I, I guarantee. All right. Uh, sure. Well, if you're funny about falafel, maybe re- at read underscore weep will have some tweets back at you. We'll be re- they probably should. We'll be retweeting you. <laughs> okay, great. I'll be like, be like, hey, falafel, pretty good, right, guys? That should be all it is. It's falafel should just be a series of tweets that are like just pro falafel in different ways of phrasing it. Like, I think it's pretty good. I like how crispy it is. I'm a big fan of pita. It's Wednesday. <laughs> Has anyone thought about how delicious falafel is yet? At It's Falafel. Also at Curtis underscore Cook. What can people expect from your Twitter account, Curtis? Uh, drunk. Drunk? Cap locked things. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, do you have anything else that, uh, anything else that you want to plug? Uh, Are you opening anything anytime soon? A food establishment of any kind? <laughs> um, uh, when does this come out? Uh, two weeks. Be around at some open mics. You can come see me do jokes that don't work yet if you want. Do you have. What, uh, is, uh, you were going to Salt Lake, right? Has that already happened? That's, uh, next week. Yeah. Oh, too late. And you went to Cincinnati. Yeah, that's next week, too. That's next week, too? Yeah. Alright. Uh, so if you get that time machine and a 18 wheeler and a South African. <laughs> after, you've killed, after you've killed Hitler, <laughs> come see my take your small South African white child to come see some comedy. And I will love him probably. You will. Because He's a how kid. could I not? Yeah. Teach him uh, everything you have to know. This might be. Small South African white children are hazardous to your health. <laughs> I mean, don't do that. Curtis. I would be careful, man. <laughs> it's probably not worth it. Well, thanks for joining us, Curtis. It was great to talk to you. I appreciate you putting up with this huge book for us. Oh, thank you for making me do this thing. <laughs> I, it's I, weird to have thank you and making in the same sentence. I, seriously, though, uh, I mean, like, I, like, I'm friends with Alex. I've known Alex for a long time, and this made me angry to do. So I <laughs> <laughs> We're not that close yet, and uh, I still put all of this on you, so that was very... This is oh, very cool. Yeah, Thanks, thank man. Thank you for having me read about racism for so long. Finally. Just, <laughs> living in Portland doesn't Did you, give me anything. was about boxing? <laughs> it was more about boxing. All right, you guys, that's it. I'll talk to everybody next week. Goodbye.